another episode of Wine with Wendy. This is Mary Beth from North Carolina and Wendy from Texas. Woohoo, the great state of Texas. So, Wendy, what you drinking tonight? I am drinking a Pinot Noir, uh, the Criminal Minds uh, collection, and I'm also having a sparkling water from AHA. Excellent. Well, I'm still hooked on my... Uh, actually, I got some uh, vodka and my fresca, so I'm having well, a little little mixture there. That's really good with a little spruce of lime. Mm, I'll have to put that on the shopping list for next time, I believe. Yeah. So, Wendy, we have a very interesting show coming up, and you know how I always love to surprise you with the topics because I like catching you off guard because I'm your older sister. <laughs> Thanks, sister. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and we have a few questions tonight. Um, we will get to those, but I'm going to tell you what the topic is, and uh, it came from our questions, actually. You re- are you ready? Well, I, okay, sure, I'm ready. Let's go. All Do right, it. go. Um, intuitive children. Oh, yes. And there's uh, another question. There, there's some questions, but we'll get to the questions in the middle. I want to kind of start off with uh, intuitive children, and I think you've had a little bit of experience um, in that realm, haven't you? A little bit, uh, <laughs> yes. I would say yes, yes, and yes. Okay. So you want to tell us a story about your experience? Yes. Uh, well, and then we'll a take few. a question after after your first story. Okay. Um, there's a few, but I would say I'm intuitive, and their dad is intuitive, and I think everybody actually is intuitive to a, a, however they allow, but... Um, I would say the most poignant story that comes to mind is you and I lost dad, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And my son was, I think, three. I want to say three. Mm -hmm. And after dad died, I'd say about six to 12 months, uh, my son drew a picture of dad. And he just came out of his room crying, like just out of nowhere. Like we weren't talking about him. There was no discussion about it that night, nothing. And it was enough time that, you know, he wasn't upset about it, I don't think. But he just drew a picture of a green face, which, by the way, viewers uh, or listeners, I should say, um, he died of stomach cancer and in another state. So I was away from my children they lived in Texas. I went to North Carolina. They didn't even see my father. They just knew that he had passed. They didn't know how he passed. They just knew that he got sick and he died. So my son drew a picture of his grandfather with a green face and a sad, you know, like upside down smile, uh, sad face, throwing up. Wow. That's And I was like, oh, my God. So he came out of his room. But it was, like, at night when he should have, like, it was later. And he came out just crying. Like, oh, my God. I miss, you know, I miss Papa. And he was like, he's sick. And I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, I said, well, okay. So he showed me the picture, and it freaked me out. Because I was like, oh, my God. By by the way, listeners, our dad kind of did look like that. He actually did kind of look that way. But he wasn't there, and I never described it to anyone. Um, I mean, you know, because you were there. But um, So anyway, I took my son aside, and I said, 
what made you draw that? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I just miss him so bad. I said, I understand. And I said, but did you feel that? Did you see it in your mind? Like, what, what made you? He goes, I just, I just felt like he was sick. So I don't know if he, like, felt him or something. And I said, well, okay. So let's talk about it. So I, went, I took him in his room and I said, yes, he was sick. But he's not anymore. He's okay. Like, he's out of that now. And you need to understand that he's not sick anymore. He's good. Right. You know? So we had to talk about the whole fact that he went to heaven and that he feels better now. And um, he can be with him whenever he wants and, and all that. You know, like, that's how we believe. So I just said, well, that's just, you know, some people don't believe that. And that's fine. But we do. Yeah. We believe that he's moved on to a different realm and he's he's good, you know. And I said, so he's okay now. I said, so he can be with you whenever you want. That's just where he was right then. I said, but he's okay now. He's out of that. He's out of that now. And he goes, okay, are you sure? And I'm like, yes. I said, I think maybe you just, you know, maybe you understood that he was there for a minute and he was. I said, mm-hmm. but he's okay now. He's, he's better now. Right. And then he felt better. And I said, you can talk to him whenever you want to in your mind. Yeah. And then he felt better. Oh, little man. And in and the, and the days following, we had some other interesting experiences where he could hear him whistling. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he got his hat out. So it was like a more positive mm-hmm. you know, kind of experience. But that particular one, I think he might have like felt his experience or something. Right. So anyway, I feel like my kids are intuitive. I think all kids are yeah. to a certain extent. Oh we talk God, about yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, until, we, until we train them yeah. away from it. Well, and you know, into I don't know if this goes along really with intuitive, um, maybe past life. So I have a story about my son um, that's kind of interesting, like that too. He, um, we, the first and only and last time I visited my in-laws because they were elderly we live in north carolina they lived in florida we went down remember it was during 9-11 dad was having his surgery i believe and was it then was it toward was it then was he having his surgery oh okay anyway we were down in florida during 9-11 and before 9-11 happened the day before we were over at the in-laws eating supper and our son, who was one and a half at that point, looked at his grandfather and he said, there was a picture or something that uh, was hanging on the wall. And he was like, oh yeah, that's such and such. That was, that's, that's, uh, he was, a, he was, he was a, uh, in a plane. That was your best friend. My son was one and a half. One and a half, you know? And that freaked everybody out at the table. I was like, who is he Brooks? He was like, Oh, that's, that's uh grandpa Bob's best friend. He flew a plane in a war. And I'm like, what, what, what? <laughs> and, uh, grandpa Bob, who was again, like I said, he was up in age, but he had his wits about him. He was like blown away. And we so just, he was right. Obviously. It was one of those weird moments of silence, Ooh, you know? That. I love those. So yeah, we've had kind of an experience like that. But going back to Liam, the interesting thing about our father and, and his his death and his sickness, you know, when I went to visit you um in Texas that time, remember we were driving down from Dallas back to your home there and um 
I was so sick. And it was like a, a sickness I had never felt. Um, it was very, very disturbing for me. Cause, and I remember telling you, I said, I think Dad showed me that one time, that one of the last times he went to visit you, how he felt. And it was very, ooh, not good. But anyway, that's straying off the topic a little bit. We're going to get back to the kids, and we have our first question. Are you ready? You ready? No, for, we no? have to go back to what you said. Okay, well, you, all right. can't, you, you can't leave everybody. <laughs> I can't leave that. you hanging. I can't leave you just dropping out there for another episode. The point was, okay, so we need to just come clean to the to the listeners and tell them that we're we're pretty intuitive people. We are, yeah. Um, so therefore, so are our kids, but I think like most kids are until they're just trained away from their intuitiveness mm-hmm. because we're all like, no, that's not true. That's false. You need to do whatever. Or if a kid says, oh, I thought I saw granny, blah, blah, blah. And the mother or the father goes, oh, no, you're just seeing things. They just brush no, it aside. Didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. you didn't. No, that's just your imagination. Okay. Well, thank you for talking them out of their intuition. But right. What, um, yeah. Sit on Santa Claus lap. Even though we tell you not to sit on strange men's laps. And then we tell you about somebody that's not. not and then even we real. say, yeah, not, not confusing at all. But anyway, back to us. You said you felt bad. And I remember you saying you felt bad. Mm-hmm. Like you, you felt like you were taking on something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and you were fine by the time we got back to my yeah. house. Yeah. It took so me a I, while, I, though. I had to go to lay down. I remember I went to the room and I kind of had a little bit of quiet time. But it was a, that was not a good I, feeling at all. Well, the last time. Well, before you came, he came, and of course he had died since then. But yeah. he he was very sick, and we didn't know like how sick he was. But he necessarily was, he was a month away from leaving here. Yeah, he died a month later after. Yeah. So for instance, so listeners, he went from North Carolina to come visit me in Texas, and a month later he was dead. Mm-hmm. So basically, he was really really eaten up with cancer. We just didn't know how bad. Yeah. So he he really pushed through. To come visit me and my children um so just to kind of give you a background on what she's talking about because you don't know um he was very sick so i feel like she came to visit and she kind of for some weird reason got an inkling of what he was experiencing because she's yeah. empathic too but um anyway so yeah. we're talking about we're, we're trying to focus on the kids because they they're a derivative of us, right? But we, we've all been taught away from our uh, intricate skills, innate skills, I should say. But not us. I mean, we found our way back to them, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so my children have shown a lot of signs of right. hearing things that they shouldn't know and seeing things that are interesting and feeling things that are interesting. And I'm like, and I, and I don't talk them out of it. I, I want to know more. So I try to teach them into trusting themselves. And for instance, when my son said and drew me the picture of my father dying, which I never, ever talked about in front of him, around him, to him, because it was so horrific for me. Even my own husband at the time didn't really know all that. Um, he drew a picture of it and described it and told me how upset he cried like he was there. So anyway, once I talked him down, I was like, look, yes, that happened, but he's done with that part. He's done with it. And now he's in heaven and he's good. 
and he can talk to you and you can talk to him and you're not crazy and you can dream and you can whatever you can say prayers and all these things and he felt much better and that was that and we've also had other experiences with my daughter she's more of a knower feeler so there's lots of different skills okay so if most people out there don't know about these sensitivities they well, call them the clairs right and uh, there's go ahead yeah i was just going to speak to to uh go ahead. the uh, the empathic kind well, of, of uh lorian because does she feel like the tent like you know a lot of times they say that the person i'm not even gonna say the child but just the person feels um tension like you know during traumatic world events or or they draw a picture like you said liam will do um and they you know don't have any they don't even know why or what's going on but they know something's happening they don't know what's going on they just they feel it they do it they don't they don't understand it um and like like my daughter she she's more of a knower and she's she doesn't like for for instance i feel like my skill set is i can hear see feel know i have quite a few <laughs> but that's taking but that's taking a long time you know? right right uh my well, son, first you have to be accepting of it that's i mean that's the big well, part right there right yeah i feel like my son is a seer and a knower maybe a hearer i'm not sure yet my daughter she's a knower and a feeler because mm-hmm. the minute we get around someone in the family that's not in a good place she's in a bad place yeah as soon as we get home it takes detox time and now yeah. i am privy to the information yeah so i know now what i have to do but it takes time to you know get them back to sorts well and that uh, that helps answer uh julie julie oh, w was julie's question julie's question was you know my kid she wrote in she uh wrote in and asked you know or didn't really ask she's just kind of responding to some stuff because i'm reading the emails sometimes as they come in but she was saying that her one of her children is agitated by you know noise and crowds and events and it takes them a long time kind of to get back to their selves they have to kind of go into the room and evidently you know have some quiet time well it's funny that she says that because i have one child that is completely annoyed by noises and the mm. other one that wants more noise oh god <laughs> yeah. now mind you in this day and age they call that um sensory right you know? mm-hmm. and that's true there's and, and i was that child i had a very huge sensitivity to noises mm-hmm. and i would get migraine headaches as a child but yeah. i believe now it's because i was very sensitive and Liam, my son, is very much the same. So he gets the same thing. So now I know that we have to be mindful of where we go. Like if it's going to be like a huge concert or something, I have to be careful of that for right. him. Yeah. Um, if it's yelling, can't do it. Like he and I both can't do it still. Like I just can't do crazy noises. Right, right. But it's a frequency thing. Because sound is a vibration of the ear. Sound is a vibration, period. 
So certain, I think certain people are very sensitive to higher vibrations versus lower vibrations. And Definitely. Like my, my son and I, we cannot do these crazy vibrations. My daughter loves them. Mm. So it's crazy. It's what, like, it's whatever your your particular vibration adheres to. Right, right. It's very scientific, actually. So tell her that the best thing she could probably do is take some earplugs with her if she knows she's going somewhere where it's going to be super crazy loud. Yeah. But I've done for Liam, and it does help. Or um, maybe not put him in that situation. And I, teach I think him. that's good, yeah. Right, I mean... Yeah, I mean got to teach him it, it depends on his age truly true because when when my son was super young he'd get on the floor and just put his hand he's not autistic but he'll put his hands on his ears and be like ah well now he's just like mm, not having it yeah know? so anyway what else you got oh uh, let's see sarah k she's from new york she wants to know how do you talk to your children about uh, God. That's Ooh. always a really good one because you know, parents, I think, unless you're the loaded, the loaded question right there. Yeah, really. That's kind of like the Santa Claus question. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's way more loaded than Santa Claus. Um, yeah, okay. I guess if we had to put it on a hierarchy. It would be. Did you say Julie or Sarah? Sorry, Sarah. Julie. Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah Kay. Okay, Sarah, here's the deal. From New York. This is this is what I've done. Take it or leave it. So I was raised Catholic, okay? My children's father is Jewish or was raised Jewish. But when we got married, we were very non-denominational together, if that makes any sense. But we still had the backgrounds, right? And so we know these things. And our children, I'm spiritual. I'm a very spiritual person now. I, I would have to say I don't have a particular d- denomination, but I believe in God. And I do feel like I believe in Jesus and all these wonderful things. But anyway, that's my own personal preference. So when it comes to the kids, um, this is what I've done. My daughter, I've taken my... After I got divorced, I took my kids to various churches around town. I wanted to see, I wanted them to have exposure to God on some level. And in this particular region where we live, it's primarily, you know, Christianity. There's not like most Muslims, uh, mosques, or I think there might be like one Jewish, you know, um, synagogue. But that's for their dad to do, right? So for me, I was like, okay, I'll take them around. We went to the Catholic Church. We went to the Methodist Church. We went to the Baptist Church. And and really, for them, it was like where they had the most fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> they were a kid, okay? So they, that's what they cared about. But my daughter did seem extra apprehensive about certain places. And I found that interesting. Now, do you think that's her, do you think their intuitions played into the those I things? do. Yeah. But I also think she's a little bit older than my son. But mm-hmm. she's also different, right? Mm-hmm. And and she would ask me lots of questions. She was like, "Hey, so is Jesus God?" Or like she was very confused. It and is I confusing that. for a kid. I was no, confused for a long time. <laughs> and I told her because I remember being that kid. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I said, here's the thing. 
And I'm, and this is the poignant moment for us. We went to these different churches. She went to these different Bible classes, blah, blah, blah. Some of it jived. Some of it didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, she was, I love that she was using her intuition, though, mm-hmm. to feel what felt right and what didn't. And that's what I wanted her to do, mm-hmm. is decipher between the differences. So I said, what do you think about that? Um, I didn't like that one or I like this one. And I would ask him why and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, so one night she said, I said, do you believe in God, Lauren? And she goes, she kind of shook her head like, like not really. And I was like, well, why not? And she goes, well, I just, I said, do you understand it? And she goes, eh. She just kind of like looked very uncertain. And I said, okay do you need help understanding it? And she kind of like shook her head. And I said, well, what do you think God is? (laughs) And she kind of described it like we all have. Oh my gosh. This, I'm so glad I caught it at this moment. Like a man on this chair, like wait, because that's what she heard. Yeah. Yeah. A man on a chair, like over here and she's over there. Like she's insignificant and there's this big, strong amazing person on a chair king somewhere and i was like no 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 and i looked at her and i said look do you love mommy and she goes yes and i said i said i love you too i said you know that feeling you know that feeling of how much you love mommy and how he loves you and she kind of smiled and she goes yes and i said that's God. <laughs> and she went, <gasps> and her, her face, it clicked like she, with her, didn't it? she took a breath in like, <gasps> she couldn't believe it. She was like, Oh my God. Like, I mean, no pun intended, but she <laughs> right. was just like, looked at me like, and I said, that is God. You can't touch it. You can't, you can't see it. I said, but you can feel it. I said, do you feel love for mama? And she goes, yes. And I said, that, that is God. That is God. Not the churches. Right. Not the stuff that we did. I said, that feeling right there. I said, that is God. And I pointed up like this, you know. Mm -hmm. I said, that's God. And God lives in you, and God lives in me, and God lives in the trees, and God lives in the grass, and God lives in the cat, and God lives everywhere, all the time. I said, it's not at a church. It's not outside of you. It's inside of you. I said, and when you were made, Mommy and Daddy and God made you. Okay? And she was like, okay. And I think she felt much better. Now, if I take her to church, she gets more confused. If I keep her, and I hate to say this, I really do. But if I keep her in that mindset of nature, she's not as confused. And not to belittle anything. Because, I mean, I, I believe in angels and Jesus and all these things and the Blessed Mother. But I, I have to say, I wasn't taught that way. And I feel like this might work. Kudos to you. Thank you. You're welcome. But I tell you, I've never seen a child's eyes light up like that. Uh, 
she was a hard sell. Now, Liam, my son, he's all over. He likes the regiment. He likes the Blessed Mother. He likes the Hail Marys. He likes all that. He likes... He likes the structure of it all. He likes the structure, but Uh she didn't. Yeah. And she couldn't grasp it. She couldn't obtain it. She didn't understand it. And and I think he had trouble. He liked the structure, but he still didn't get it. Right. But when we talked about it in this way, the abstract love feeling and the fact that it's not a man in the sky in a chair, um, I think they understood it. Because, sadly, I feel like many religions teach you that you're separate from God, that you aren't part of God. And to me, that's a fallacy, because I feel like we are a raindrop from the cloud of God. I mean, that's my belief. And if people don't believe that, then they can just go on with their bad selves. And that's how I believe. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it, folks. Preaching well, from Wendy. Sorry if I pissed you off. <laughs> but that's how I feel. So I'll jive with all of that and I'll jump in. I didn't really mean to say the word jive. God, I hadn't used that word forever. That's so Jive turkey. Woo-hoo! Come on. Um, you know, when our kids were little, we did the whole little church thing. And honestly, it, it never felt. And that's not bad. No, well, no, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it, guys. Not knocking it. We don't want emails saying, oh, my God, y'all people are crazy. Uh, no, bring the emails. I'm not scared of emails, okay? No, we're just um, like we're, we're open-minded. Yeah, we're yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, we, we did the church thing. It just, after a while, didn't feel right. You know, um, every time I walked into a church, and I'm not d- down in churches. God, please, I'm not. Uh, some of my best friends are, you know, right in the church. No, I. Have cool. the most amazing people in my lives that yeah. are heads of churches. Right. I just you have to find the one that's right for you. Exactly, and you know, I just uh, it just didn't feel it didn't work for my family, and so my kids were like, you know, we kind of broke off from the church, and my kids were like, well, what do we, you know, because they they were kind of bored with it too after a while, and we just weren't getting anything from it. Honestly, you know how sacrilegious you sound right I now. I sound very sacrilegious, and I apologize. You to are the devil. I am the devil. No, I'm not. But so no, what we you're did? Not what we did is here's what we did. We went for walks around our lake that we lived at that point in time near, and you know when the kids would talk about God or you know whatever, I'd be like, well, here we are. We're on this Sunday morning. So what we did is we changed gears. We stopped going to church. We started walking around the lake on Sunday mornings, and that's where we actually found more of a God feeling than anywhere. Jesus himself said, the church is not made of four walls. Right, and you know, that's something that played in my head a lot, because I remember Wendy, our grandmother, sitting, and and nothing wrong with what she did, but she sat in church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and when she was asked one time, I'll never forget you know, Hazel, do you believe in God? She said, well, I don't know. Never met him. Wow. But she sat in church for years. And then one time when she was asked, you know, something about the afterlife or something, she said, well, I, I, no, she said I'm not going to die yet. I, I plan on, 
Uh, I'll, I'll be here when God comes back. I want to show him everything I did. <laughs> our, grandmother, our grandmother was a trip. But, you know, the thing is, I just have never felt one with any kind of um, godlike force inside of four walls. That's well, just not what speaks to me and my you family. You and I both know that being outside it's just there's something God. about it. Yeah. No, that's God's that's God's creation. We are and so is that. Right. So that's why I'm saying when when my kids were little, that's what we did is we we took them we, we I wish that the listeners could see us making faces to each other that would be a really funny oh, episode no, I'm glad they <laughs> but um no we just took them out you know we took them to the park and it was just more relaxing and it was and they felt freer and they we didn't have the pent-up energy that we always had when we'd come home from church you know and we were just tired because we'd been at church for two hours and we were ready to eat and take a nap and the kids didn't want to do that they wanted to go and do whatever they want to do. So it just, it worked better for my family. And I have to say my children both have grown up really well with the whole religion thing. And I've always told them experience what you want to decide what you want. You are free to feel and think the way you want. And I think that, uh, with my upbringing, that was some of my problem is I was supposed to go to church. I was supposed to be a Southern Christian. I was going to go to hell no matter what I did. And so I kind of rebelled a little bit in my teenage years. I felt like, well, if I'm going to hell, I might as well have fun along the way. So, <laughs> well, I'd like know? to give some. I'd like to give credit to my mom because she was raised Catholic, mm. and she, when I was um, a kid, my friends were going to C, uh, CCE, which is the Catholic like youth thing that you're supposed to do. Oh. And my mom, and not to cut you off, I'm sorry, if I did. But, you know, we always do that, so whatever. It's fine, whatever. Well, but your mom made you be Baptist, right? Like, she's like, you do this, you do that. Yeah, yeah, well, well okay, it, but in her defense, I guess, where I grew up, there was, I never knew anybody that was Jewish or Catholic until I moved away from See, my little that's town. that's crap. You need a diversity. Every, yeah, everybody, everybody was Southern Baptist, literally. Um, See, I, that, okay, I'm sorry, gotta cut in. That's why... It, America is a badass because there's so much diversity. However, if your parents are diverse enough to help you do that, lucky for me, my mom grew up in a in a like a bigger city or whatever. Well, your mother was from up north, right? She was up north, yeah. But when we were like down in Texas, she was like, "Look, she took us to a Methodist church, she took us to a Baptist church, but she was Catholic. Mm-hmm. Like that's her roots, and she wanted that." But she wanted to expose us to other things, right? And I'm so grateful because I remember it. I me- I remember the churches that she took us to, and I remember the ones I liked and the ones I didn't like, and that's why I did it to my kids, you know? Right. But she, I went a step further with my kids than she did with us because I asked them, "What did you feel about that? What did you think about that? How did you feel when they said these things?" She never asked us crap. She just took us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. That's what moms of the 70s well, did. You know, first, hey, look, a first step, okay? That was pretty but good. It, <laughs> it, it was it was progressive for her era, right? It really was, yeah. yeah. And, and she took us to the Catholic Church, and my best friend was made to go through, well, sh- sorry to the friend. Okay, whatever. She was made to go through the program. I wasn't made 
to go through the program. My mom asked me, and I said, I don't want to. And she goes, okay. I don't know if you'd have made it through the program. I wouldn't have. <laughs> because because I, even when I was like six, I remember asking my parents, why, why does God like these people and not these people? You know what I'm saying? Like, I I already was seeing the division. Sure, yeah. And I didn't like it. And it never left me. It never left me. And even with Santa Claus, I remember saying, why does he only go to the ones that have the chimneys? What about the ones that don't have the chimneys? I asked that as a child. I did. And my mom was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) We got we got one of those. We got one of those, youngins. I said, I said, Mom, what about the kids that have an apartment? What if they don't have a chimney? I asked those questions. And she was like, fuck. You know, I, I, I remember. She was just like, you know, trying to figure out what to say to me. And that's the kind of kid I was. And I have those kids. But that's good. That's good, though. No, but they asked me, but I know how to answer it because I was that kid. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's good. They ask you that. They feel comfortable asking you that, but yet you got the answer. You know how to answer them. I don't always have the answer, but I know that I'm not going to bullcrap them because I remember as a kid, I was that smart, too. So So I remember remember thinking these questions, you know, like, I wanted to know the answers to the ones that weren't getting things. We got another question that popped up. Oh, okay. What is it? This is going to lead us down a little bit different road. Okay, sure. So, this this one is from Emily P. And Emily P. in Virginia wants to know how and why should we... Uh, lie to our kids. Why do we lie to our kids about Santa Claus? And should we lie to our kids about Santa Claus? I guess she's struggling. She's probably got those those children that are on the fence there. She has a great question because I do Elf on the Shelf, so I'm lying like every night. Yeah. But uh, literally what I've told my kids and you can play, you know, whatever you've done for all the years. Yeah. But what my mom actually did a good job, and she told us um, <laughs> she still sticks to her guns. And she goes, I never lied to you. What I said was, it's the Christmas spirit. And that's what I tell my kids. I'm like, Santa Claus is the Christmas spirit. That's a good one. I like that one. So as long as you believe yeah. in the Christmas spirit, you will come. And and she said that, and she, and I asked her later. I was like, "How dare you lie?" To me? You know? <laughs> and she's like, "Nope, no, nope, I didn't." She goes, "What I always told you was Santa Claus was the Christmas spirit." Well, don't you think, Wendy, that the whole Santa thing is really—I mean, it's fun for the kids. I remember being a kid. I remember believing in Santa, and I remember the year I didn't believe anymore when I kind of figured it all out, and I was eight years old. Um. And I remember it was one of the few times that our dad and my mother talked and she had had to tell him, well, Mary Beth doesn't believe in Santa anymore. It was probably crushing for him because he's such a huge Christmas person. He loves that part. But um, 
you know, don't you think that some of that is, yeah, it's great for the kids, but it's really fun for the parents. I mean, it's kind of like a two, you know, a, a, a I don't want um, okay, to two way street. Me, but. I'm going to speak to that as a, as a divorced parent. Um, yeah, because that's fun. a whole now that's a whole different take on it. Totally. Because you know, I can only speak to it as somebody who's been married all these years, oh, who's totally different. Grown. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Different world because the last let's see, we got divorced in 2018. The last two years, I've almost gotten busted because <laughs> I, have, I have absolutely no lookout. And this is the home front, right? So. Yeah. Uh, the first year, I was like, uh, uh, ex-husband, come over here, help me put some crap together, let's do this. So he did. But he went home, right? So right. I'm the one that's like trying to make sure I can put the stuff in the stock. I mean, there is no backup. Right, right. You literally are it. And I almost got busted. And one of the kids came across because he had a nightmare or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I had literally laid down for 10 minutes oh my gosh that's gotta be yeah all you single moms write us and ask and and tell us how you handle doing santa claus not even funny because i'm sure there's so many single moms out there that that. sounds like an episode as we get closer to the holidays let's go ahead and do it yeah let's just let's parking lot that one yeah we're gonna second. we're gonna parking lot that one that sounds good there's too much to that one so well, we're Wendy, gonna move on you know we're we're out of time again i know of course it i was, love you sister i thank love you, you too always you questions guys thank you so much we appreciate your support you can always write your questions to us at wine with wendy sisters at gmail.com and we love them keep them coming you can always catch wendy and wendy say your website www.ppmtherapy.com And my website is www.lifecenteredpurpose.com And we will catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Love you, sister. Bye.